0: Hey mama, stop what you're doing right now and join my birth classes. It is open enrollment and it's a special one because we have added some extra new bonuses just for you. And hint, hint, don't forget that insurance may reimburse you and you can also use your HSA or your FSA to pay for birth classes. So it's a no brainer. If you join this week, you're gonna get not only a huge discount by using the code birthqueen, all in caps, Because you know you are. But you're also going to get six or seven bonuses. Bonus number one, you're going to get 30 days free in My Mama membership, which is where all the magic is happening. After 30 days, you can leave us if you want. Boo hoo. Or you can stay with us for 19 a month. And some of my mamas stay with me for years, if that tells you anything. You're also gonna get bonus number two, which is my Newborn Academy, bonus three, the birth coach class, bonus four, the postpartum recovery roadmap class, along with some other bonuses. And if you join by Friday night at midnight, you're gonna get my Birthing Waves, which is a brand new course and it's guided meditations for labor and beyond. Brand spanky new and I'm so excited to welcome you in. Don't forget, we hang out with all of our students. Every Wednesday, we have a pregnancy hangout via Zoom where you get to see my face and my doulas every single Wednesday. I'll see you on the inside. Go to labornursemama.com forward slash the word calm. C-A-L-M. labornursemama.com forward slash calm. I'll see you on the inside. Hey, my name is Trish Ware, and I am obsessed with all things pregnancy and birth and helping you to navigate both the practical and the magical seasons of this journey called motherhood. I'm an all-day coffee-sipping mama of seven and labor and delivery nurse who took her expertise in the labor room and turned it into an online one-stop shop for mamas looking for powerful education and support. I've had the amazing privilege of delivering many babies in my 15 plus year career as a labor and delivery nurse and as a mama of seven. I'm here to help you take the guesswork out of childbirth so you can make the choices that are right for you and your baby and write the birth story of your dreams. So hit subscribe and let's replace your anxiety and fear with complete confidence. Quick note, This podcast is for educational purposes only and does not replace your medical advice. Check out our full disclaimer at the bottom of the show notes. Ryan, I am so excited to have you on here. I feel like I have known you for the entire time that I've been doing Labor Nurse Mama, so I'm super excited for you to be here. I feel like a lot of my followers know you because we talk about you all the time, But could you just take a minute, say hello, tell us who you are?
1: Yeah, same. I feel like we've been connected for so long throughout this journey of being on social media and helping pregnant people on social media. It's been really awesome. It's good to be connected with people in this space. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know me, I'm Ryan. I am a prenatal registered dietitian nutritionist. So I help people who are trying to conceive as well as pregnant, just make sure they feel very confident in the foods that they are choosing on a daily basis, making sure that during pregnancy, they understand what foods they can safely eat, what foods are more risky foods and just overall feeling good, like being able to manage those symptoms throughout pregnancy and then finding balance. I was just taking a poll on my Instagram, I think it was literally yesterday. And one of the top things people were struggling with was finding that balance of eating the foods you love still and fitting in those foods that provide the nutrients. And that is one of the most important things, but something that people struggle with so much. So that's another, a huge reason why I'm here too.
0: Oh, I love that so much. And I think it's so important. I tell my girls all the time, and you know this, like we've talked about this before, because I get, what should I do about this and what should I do about that? And there's so many times where I'm like, eat a healthy diet and get moving. But at the same time, you have permission to also enjoy your diet. Because I think when you're pregnant, the foods you love are not necessarily what you normally love. And the foods you hate are not necessarily what you normally hate. So it's a huge change. It is. Yeah. There's so many changes that come along with it. And I think there's a lot of
1: people also put a lot of expectations on it, right? People are like, oh, when I am pregnant, I kn- I'm going to focus on nutrition and I'm going to eat super healthy and I'm going to eat all these greens. And then they get that positive And they're like, oh my gosh, all of that sounds absolutely disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) but the mindset is still there, right? They're thinking in their head, like, gosh, I still want to do the best I can. And that's why everyone follows you. That's why everyone follows me is that they want the information. They want to do all that they can to protect baby and make sure they're doing all the right things to prep for labor and everything. So I know that you guys care so much. So all that to say
0: is be easy on yourself whenever you are going through those tough I days. love that so much. And as you were saying that about how you have these good intentions and then you're pregnant. I was thinking about when I got pregnant with Grayson. I was I was 42, so I was older, but healthier than I've ever been as far as my nutrition. And I was working in California on a travel assignment when I got pregnant. And I was driving home with the kids, and I can remember this moment clearly. I had already planned out, I had all these healthy snacks in the car for our trip. And my kids had their junk food snacks just to keep them happy because we drive across the US. And we got stuck in Colorado. There was an accident, it was a two-lane road. We were stuck for five hours. And all on the road, it was terrible. I had to, this is terrible, side note. We had to get out and go pee on the side of the road because I'm pregnant. Yes, we like, and then more women saw me and we all had blankets, we're holding them, but that's a whole nother thing. So I'm sitting there and I'm eating my carrots and I'm eating all these healthy things, and all I could think about was the chips and the crackers and all the things that my kids had, which I ended up eating. And then what I was totally beating myself up because I was not even making it a few weeks into my pregnancy where I was already like breaking that. But I think it's good to note that you can still, and plus, what do you like? So I have so many questions for you because I feel like my students and my followers ask me nutritional questions all the time about certain aspects. So let's talk about like, why having a good diet during pregnancy is important. Then I thought maybe we could just talk about each trimester and some foods that you would recommend to really focus on.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I think the importance of nutrition, it's just like the importance of nutrition always, right? Nutrition is going to – fuel your entire life. It's going to provide you with energy. It's going to help you fight off sickness and not only short-term sickness, but like chronic diseases. It's going to provide you nutrients just to make sure everything's clicking. Your hormones are being balanced. Literally everything. Nutrition is essentially the foundation and that continues into pregnancy. You are building a baby from scratch. You're growing I a little tiny human, <laughs> like yeah. An
0: actual real person, <laughs>
1: yeah. And the nutrients in the food that you put in your body is a huge factor of how that baby is growing and developing. So there's important pieces of nutrition for both for mom and for baby. You're fueling both of you guys. Granted, in the beginning, and I think this goes back to the question of. In the first trimester, whenever you are incredibly sick and you can't eat anything, you can only eat a couple crackers. You can only drink, I don't know if it's water, I don't know if it's juice, I don't know if it's Gatorade, I don't know what it is, yeah. but you can only drink different for everyone. <laughs> but it's different for everyone for sure. People are so concerned. And I get this question all the time too, right? It's like, how is my baby getting anything when I can't even eat? I can't even eat a meal. I can just eat crackers. And first we have to remember that in those first few months, the baby is like, What is it like the size of a blueberry or maybe even smaller Smaller, or something? Yeah. Yeah, Smaller than that. So it grows (laughs) a
0: lot. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It grows tremendously from there, but usually whenever it's so tiny in those first few months, it doesn't need much and your body has the blueprint. It knows what to do. You were made for this. You were built for this. It knows what to do. So it is really taking those nutrients, you know, hopefully pre-pregnancy you were doing like Trish and getting back on track with your nutrition and fueling up and everything. That way your body's just pulling on those nutrient stores and like shunting everything to that tiny little bean smaller than the blueberry. And then they're getting everything they need. So there isn't a huge concern and you'll read this on ACOG and everything like this, like nausea and vomiting and pregnancy usually isn't harmful and it's obviously they have data from millions of pregnancies and it's really not harmful unless it goes to a certain place where it can get really severe hg and you're losing a lot of weight you really can't keep anything down you're vomiting constantly you can't even keep water down there are severe cases like that where it can potentially impact the growth of the baby but typically for most it's okay The baby's going to get through it. You're going to get through it. Everything will be okay.
0: (laughs) Yes. I love that you say that because I get that all the time as well. And I think the important part of that is like you said, Bolstering up your nutrition prior to pregnancy, if it's not a surprise, hopefully. And then being able to remember baby's going to get everything, but you're important too. And I think that's where we suffer a little in that first trimester where it may be taken out of us and especially your energy and all of that. So that's always fun. So first trimester, let's say mama is able to eat. Do you have a few recommendations for like superfoods or something that she should be concentrating on? Absolutely. Yeah. It's so funny too, because I'll post, I'll share posts on social media that's, hey,
1: these foods are okay to eat. If you have morning sec- sickness and it's like, crackers and mashed potatoes and rice and like these super bland, more carb heavy foods. And then I'll always have people that comment like, but what if I feel good? And it goes both ways. Cause then I'll share a post where it's eat leafy greens and eggs and, but you know, fish. and that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the other people will comment, but I can't eat any of that. So I'm like, yeah. I know guys, I know yeah. <laughs> I'm sharing yeah. it all, right. I'm trying to share it all. So yeah, if you are someone who has escaped nausea and vomiting and you're feeling good, Bless you. Uh, women resent <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. And yes, like I said, leafy greens. So folate, choline, these b- are both super important nutrients during this time. Vitamin D is super important during this time. So when we're thinking about folate, leafy greens, any sort of green vegetable, also nuts and seeds have a lot of folate in them. Eggs, eggs, and egg yolks specifically have tons of choline, and they also have folate in there. So you're knocking both out with getting your eggs in. I'm trying to think what else would be. Usually most people can't eat fish. Fish is great during the whole extent of pregnancy. If you can eat fish in the first trimester, definitely go for it because that's going to get you someone vitamin else D. prepare it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That might be the trick is have someone else be in the kitchen, hopefully in another room or something where you can lessen the smells and then maybe you can eat it. So those are all really good. Legumes like lentils are also a good source of folate and fiber. So that's very, that's a good one to include. Iron's really important as well. Iron, again, is another one that's very important throughout pregnancy, but especially important too in the first trimester when those major organs are being developed, the neural tube is closing. And so it's a really important time. And those are all good options to work on, including in the first trimester.
0: Oh, I love that. So now let's move into the second trimester. And those, I'm assuming those good, those foods are good to continue. What would you recommend adding to the second trimester? Because I think for a lot of us, the second trimester is where we actually have a choice now on what we eat and we can handle more. Most of us, not always, because I've had one pregnancy where it was awful till the end. But
1: Yeah, which can definitely happen. I know. It's, you just like never... <sighs> get that like it's the most good depressing feeling state. back. Yeah. It just um, is so depressing. <laughs> so protein. It's when I would start loading up on more protein as you go throughout pregnancy, your protein needs are going to gradually increase the whole way through. So the second trimester is when I would really think about making sure that you have protein at every meal and snack. Maybe if you are adding an additional snack, if you're feeling more hungry, making sh- sure that in that snack, you're getting a source of protein that way you're in your head, like, okay, I'm bumping it up a little bit. Okay. Meat, lots of meat. If you can stomach meat and fish at this point, those are great sources of protein. Greek yogurt is also great foods that are high in probiotics. So if you can stomach yogurt, even in the first trimester and you can't do meat Greek yogurt will get you some of that protein and also other essential nutrients like calcium and iodine and all that good stuff too. I would say (laughs) factor back into vegetables because I would bet that majority of people can't stomach vegetables in the first Mm -hmm. trimester. So if you are like, ah oh, like a totally new person in the second trimester, be sure to try to fill half of your plate with any form of vegetable that you like. And that sounds good. And then make sure generally when we're talking about building our plate, the other fourth should be protein. And then the other fourth, some source of complex carbs. Hopefully you can get more fiber
0: from those carbs as well. Oh, nice. So so I do have a question. What about for my mamas who don't eat meat?
1: Yeah, this is definitely a loaded question. Research tells us that you can completely have a healthy pregnancy as a vegetarian. Granted, you are meeting your nutrient needs. So that's when it gets tough because as we just spent the past 20 minutes talking about or whatever, it can be challenging to eat. At all. Yes. <laughs> so if you are already knocking off a lot of foods that you're saying, I do not eat, and then you cannot eat, it's going to be a huge struggle to meet your nutrient needs. Yes. But Ryan, I can supplement. I'm taking a prenatal vitamin. Yes. But that prenatal vitamin it does not have everything you need. It's not going to cover your needs completely. It's not going to make you feel as good as eating real foods are either. So there are, I could spend a whole three hours talking about vegetarian diets during pregnancy. And we actually, I don't know when this is coming out, but we're actually updating our guide on vegetarian nutrition for pregnancy And that's coming out next week. And that would be September, I think 26th is when it's coming out. So maybe by the time this airs, it'll probably already be live, I would assume. So yeah, and that guide is going to be incredibly helpful. I know that many people and not to discount why you follow a vegetarian diet. I am, I get it. I totally get it. There's so many different reasons that people follow a vegetarian diet. But when we're looking at it from a completely unbiased, just objective scientific, we're just looking at the data, it isn't the most ideal way to eat during pregnancy because meat and seafood are two of the food sources that provide the most nutrients needed in higher amounts during pregnancy. And that's not to say plants aren't good or eating more plants is bad. We love eating more plants during pregnancy as well. But mm-hmm. even if you ate copious amounts of vegetables and you're like, hey, but I'm killing it eating all these vegetables and everything like that, it, it doesn't, it's not equivalent to what meat and seafood and dairy and eggs yeah. are going to provide. They just, ha- they're just like way over with meeting your nutrient needs. Even if you were to eat four cups of
0: broccoli for
1: lunch, like you yeah. still wouldn't get close. Yes. It's
0: cool, but hard. I think and i wonder if you see this with your students that what their body needs those are some of the types of foods they crave because when i was pregnant with my first i was not a meat eater and that's the first time i've ever had steak was when i was pregnant with him and i could not stop myself like i had to have that steak and that was the first time I ever had steak. And so I think that's important to note, too, that a lot of times when we're pregnant, we'll crave what our body actually needs to grow that baby and to stay on top of our own nutritional needs. For my mamas who don't eat meat, don't be surprised if suddenly it looks good to you. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, I know. That reminds me of that Friends episode where Phoebe's, the baby needs meat.
0: The baby needs meat. Do you remember yes, that? Yes, yes. she's like
1: craving like meat and she's like such a vegetarian.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. Sometimes the baby needs ice cream, something like that too. (laughs) You never know. I know. I used to be like, I'm feeding the baby. The baby wants it. Okay. So second trimester, we've continued with our veggies. We've added in some important proteins. What about third trimester? Anything significant or continue the same? Yeah, continue the same definitely. The third trimester is when a lot of
1: people struggle with iron, speaking of that steak because your blood volume has increased insurmountably and so that's when a lot of people will test their iron and realize they're low or they're actually anemic. So I would say yes, it happens with so many people. This is one of probably how do I fix my iron levels is top 3 questions that I get every single week. And so speaking of the meat conversation, red meat is going to be one of the best options to include more of if you're struggling with your iron levels. And so another nutrient that goes right along with iron is zinc, which is definitely way less talked about, but equally as important. Luckily, foods that are high in iron are typically also high in zinc. So if you're trying to incorporate more of those, you'll most likely be getting that zinc along with it too. But another good source of zinc is shellfish. Anything shellfish, will get you some zinc, making sure it's cooked. Most shellfish is safe for pregnancy. As long as it's fully cooked, you're okay. usually good to go there. Another nutrient that I always like to highlight, highlight for the third trimester is omega-3s. That is when mm-hmm. DHA, a type of omega-3, is being rapidly accumulated in baby's brain for when that final push during the third trimester, when they aren't honestly growing so much. So DHA is super important. Yeah, that no is no more like baby, baby. bean. Yeah, no more baby bean. At this oh, baby watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah, exactly. So that's when that fish is going to be of utmost importance. So if you have not been able to stomach fish at all up and Hopefully, in the third trimester, maybe you'll be able to fit some in any way you possibly can. You can get some outside of fish sources. That's just the most concentrated, best source where you're going to find it.
0: Okay. So I also want to jump into... So one of the things... I I have a belly birth masterclass, which is a class for C-section mamas, and... I have had surgery before, not a C-section, but I did a lot of research prior on foods that heal and recovery. So I thought I would love to talk about prepping for the fourth trimester and foods that can bolster that healing period. And also for me, I found that I was way hungrier when I was breastfeeding and recovering than when I was pregnant. So I thought maybe we could talk about some foods to prep for birth and maybe for a belly birth and also foods for that fourth trimester. Because I think a lot of moms prep for pregnancy, prep for birth, and then they leave off that really important time. Just so much, right? You want to be prepared for each next
1: stage, but you're just trying to survive the stage that you're in also. So it's a lot for sure. So, okay. We're thinking about preparing for essentially having a major surgery. So the nutrients that I just mentioned are both important. So iron and zinc. Okay. Specifically, because you don't know how much blood you are potentially going to lose, which is probably a lot, regardless of how you give birth, you're likely going to lose a decent amount of blood. So anytime we're thinking about blood, we're thinking about iron and how our iron level is going to be. So super important there. Zinc is also a healing nutrient that you would want to emphasize and get more of. Vitamin C is another one that you want to make sure you're including plenty of, because that's involved in our skin elasticity and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And then foods that are higher in collagen, also really important there as well. And then yeah, so those are collagens found in tougher cuts of meats. So it's found in like the connective tissue, which
0: makes sense when you really think Mm. about it. I'm not a huge meat eater. So like I eat it, but it's not my go-to. So when you say that, I'm thinking, I don't think I could do it when I was pregnant. I don't know if I could do it right now, but okay. Can they take a collagen supplement?
1: So you could. With any of these things, you can supplement, right? But when we're It's not as good because when we're thinking about the real food, you're getting more than just that individual nutrient. When we're taking a supplement, they are sequestering one nutrient and you're taking it by itself typically. But when we're eating it in a food, it has a more synergistic effect. It's working with everything that you're getting from that food. Yeah. yeah, And so it might even ask differently. And th- we do have science that shows that like when you take vitamin C by itself versus when you're eating vitamin C in an orange or a bell pepper, it's different. It, it, mm-hmm. Things happen differently in your body. So that's why food is always going to be the preferred source over a supplement. But yes, you can take a collagen a supplement. You can take, they have the powdered collagen peptides and things like that. So you could do that. You could, if you don't necessarily like eating meat per se bone broth is a great option because okay. you're not really like diving yeah. into that meat if that doesn't sound like palatable and you can make it with your vegetables so make a soup <laughs> yeah exactly yeah you so yeah. you can drink it plain you could drink bone broth plain you can mix it with yeah make a soup okay. you can use it to make like grains like instead of using water oh, you can wow. use yeah bone okay. broth to
0: make like rice or quinoa or anything like that just the words bone broth does something to me. Sorry. I just have – I'm like very much have always leaned towards not being – like if I eat meat, like my husband's, you kill it. Like it's burnt. Like I want it dead and gone. But anyway. Okay. So what about moms? When you were saying that preparing for surgery, I was also thinking about – I I mean, I'm like that rogue labor nurse who is like, who cares about hospital policy? It's all right. If anybody's listening to me that want to hire me in the future, I do care about hospital policy. (laughs) But when it comes to eating during labor, I just, it's so maddening to me. But I had this huge conversation with my students recently. When we're talking about eating during labor, I'm more so talking about women who are being induced. Because when you go into labor spontaneously, you taper yourself off anyway. When you're in active labor, the last thing you want to do is eat a protein bar. When when someone is in labor and feels like eating, which is typically my induction moms, do you recommend any foods to pack in their labor bag that they can sneak and eat?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think, I don't know, we're seeing kind of a shift. I feel and you would know better than I would, but I feel like there are more and more hospitals that are changing their policy and that
0: are like allowing people to eat, especially if it's a longer process? I would say it depends on which coast you're on. Because if you're on the West Coast, it's more likely that they're going to do that. But a lot of facilities do not. It's clear liquids only. And once you get an epidural, you're under anesthesia, which it makes a little more sense in that case. And now it's only ice chips. But honestly, by the if most women wait until actively were to get epidural, they're not going to want to eat. They really aren't going to have that desire. But for the moms who are in early labor, nutrition is important and fueling up for that marathon is so important.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. I know it's incredibly important. It's like you're going to run a marathon, but you yes. haven't eaten anything. It's like, how would that even? How does that even
0: work? I don't know. And some of these moms that are there for what we call a serial induction, you're talking days, days that they're not eating. That would just be infuriating. It is infuriating. I don't. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I get tons of questions every day about my birth courses. And if you haven't joined us yet, I thought I would share some answers with you. What makes my birth course different than all other birth courses? This course is designed and taught by a labor nurse who is incredibly passionate about you and your birth experience. It is deeply rooted in evidence-based care and facts. Inside my birth course, you're going to have access to a private community group full of other women ready to help you at a moment's notice. Imagine what it will feel like to have an entire group of women in your corner who you can turn to with questions and fears. You will not be alone on this journey. Another question I get is what if I feel like I don't have time? I know you're busy. We all are. But here's the thing. You can work at your own pace. It is self-paced, online. You have access for a lifetime. You can listen while you're doing the dishes, driving to work, folding laundry, or just hanging out. And you know what's really time-consuming is putting off your own self-care and then winging your birth. It's better an ounce of prevention now than a pound of cure later. This is a big investment for me. I'm not sure. Mama, a lot of insurance companies will reimburse you. Now, I can't say that for sure, but we can help you submit it for reimbursement. What if I decide this course isn't for me? No problem. We have a 14-day money-back guarantee. No questions asked. Just send us an email with your name and your email that you used to join your birth course and we'll take care of it. I'm not a first-time mom. Do I still need this? Um, Did your last birth experience leave you feel empowered? full of confidence, and in awe of your body's abilities? If not, you can definitely improve this experience this time around. You know better than anyone that you don't get a second shot at this birth. Use this chance to learn your rights and understand what your body is truly capable of. You won't regret it. Let me teach my proven steps for having a better birth experience that you long for and that you don't regret. If you have any other questions I didn't cover here, head over to Instagram, send me a DM, or send me an email at info at But if you are all ready to join, then go to labornursemama.com forward slash calm, C-A-L-M, because we want you to have a calm labor and a confident birth. So what do you recommend that they either legally eat or sneak in?
1: So number one is foods that are familiar to you. So don't go to a new restaurant or try a new dish that you've never made because you don't know how your body's going to react. So something that you eat pretty regularly that your body like is good at digesting and all of that so that's like number one is just making something that's familiar and then on the digestion part something that might be a little easier to digest as well which kind of goes hand in hand with the familiarity there too um, I don't know. Quick things. I think things that you can pack, like yeah. bars and things, that are good. It, those energy bites, like the homemade energy bites, that oh, have just yeah, like that's you such know? a good idea. Yeah. Nut that. butter and those and types so of good. things. They're so good. And they're like, you just pack them and they can pop them in. Like they're very easy to eat and easy to pack and all of that. If you can, if you do dairy, if you can pack like a little yogurt parf or like cheese sticks, anything like that's going to be good. What about I mean. to
0: drink? So what I recommend yeah. is they take coconut water. They take uh, yes. something with electrolytes.
1: Yes. I would 100% agree. If you can make your own yeah. electrolyte beverage. That's always preferred. And usually that involves coconut water and like very simple, a little bit of juice and a sprinkle of salt and things like that. There's a lot of electrolyte powders now on the market. Watch out for the added sugars. the only thing I'll say there. They tend to get really sweet because companies add all this extra added sugar that you don't really need. So... Read the labels and make sure if you are choosing an, uh, like a store bought electrolyte drink or a powder, it should contain all of the electrolytes. Why else would you use it? Make sure right. you have like calcium, sodium, magnesium. All of those should be in there to for it to be like a helpful mm-hmm. <laughs> electrolyte beverage. Yeah. So you can bring that. Plain water is great too. What is
0: your thought on liquid IV? Because I tried that when I had COVID. I thought I was going to die. It tastes like drinking seawater. So horrible. Oh, that's really funny because I feel like people love it. I probably should reevaluate that because – sorry, Liquid IV – because I did lose my smell and my taste, but my taste wasn't just gone. My taste for salty and spicy was magnified. So I should probably try it again because it tasted like straight up ocean water to me, like Out of the water, (laughs) salt. That's all it tasted like to me. So I probably should reevaluate that and say and see if it's if it's that bad. I don't know, but it did not taste good to me. I was I couldn't do it.
1: I think it's Uh, missing one of the electrolytes. I think I haven't looked at it in a while, and they also add. It's not like an outrageous amount of sugar in liquid IV, but it is more than I would like. Just because I don't know when I'm like drinking a beverage that I want for a specific functionality in my body or something like that. I don't usually want to like waste my like sugar on that. I'd yeah. rather save my sugar allowance to eat a brownie or a cookie or like a sweet something treat. yummy. Yeah. Yeah. Something yummy. So I'm like, if I'm going to drink an electrolyte beverage, like I don't want my sugar in there. I would rather yeah. eat my sugar from putting jam on my toast or like something like that. So yeah. it can fit, right? If you're not like a sweet eater and like you don't really have much sugar elsewhere in your diet and you love liquid IV, then it can definitely fit.
0: I had no idea it had sugar in it because, again, I had COVID and I couldn't taste that. But as I was saying that, I was like, wait, maybe it's not as horrible because I just couldn't taste all the things. But, okay, so in labor, what I recommend is in between every contraction, you're taking sips of your drink and making sure that you're staying hydrated. Dehydration in pregnancy, but in birth especially, is horrible. So it can intensify the pain tremendously. So now they're delivered and now they're breastfeeding. Any recommendations for postpartum or breastfeeding mamas in healing and breastfeeding? We could talk a whole nother hour about postpartum.
1: But immediately after birth, we can just start there. Eat all the things. If you feel like ravenously hungry, keep eating. Usually like you'll get one meal or something. If you still feel hungry after that, you feel like you can eat a whole nother meal. Don't stop yourself. You just as we just discussed, went through a marathon.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I have had patients that have chosen things that I'm like, girl, you are so going to regret that because it is going to come back at you because you're, again, your digestive system is a little wackadoodle after delivery. So let me ask you this really quick. Are there, I'm not a sushi eater. My husband is, and now my seven-year-old is because of my husband. But are there okay things that they can eat that are s- like sushi during pregnancy? Because I hear that a lot and I'm like, I don't know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's tons of sushi options. Half of them are cooked, like half okay. of the sushi so options. That cooked, is, is
0: that yeah, or is I mean, there more to that?
1: there's more to that. So I would say uh, we talked about shellfish, right? So you always want to eat cooked shellfish no matter what. The other thing you want to look out for is high mercury fish because a lot of tuna, tuna, I'm already saying it, a lot of sushi has tuna in it. And they sometimes
0: use- Tuna tuna rolls off the table.
1: Tuna rolls typically off the table because you don't often know what type of tuna they're using. And it often is one of the bigger types of tuna that we want to steer clear of. Uh, The only like raw fish that I would say- is okay if you're comfortable with it and you're at a nice restaurant it's not like gas station sushi okay. or oh, yeah. you know, they offer that but i'm just saying
0: i don't know but my husband said there are places you don't buy sushi from because he my son and he, my son was wanting it from not very nice looking place and my husband's no we're not doing that
1: you're gonna pay more. think about yeah. and when you're thinking about what's a night what's like a reputable trustworthy sushi place it's probably gonna be one of the most expensive ones <laughs> So it comes with a price tag, but salmon is usually one of the only ones that I'm like, if you're comfortable eating it and you have a trustworthy place that getting a roll with a piece of raw salmon is, is okay. Of course we have tons of information about fish and tuna and sushi and everything inside our app. So if you are like If your mind's blown right now by me saying this, any of this, we got all the science and research and everything to support everything I'm saying today in the prenatal
0: nutrition library. So you'll want to dive in there. I'm so glad you're saying that because I, so I usually start my podcast because it's the birth experience with asking my guests about their birth experience, but we didn't start with that. And so I always end with two things. One is where can my guests find you? We've talked about it, but tell them what you have to offer because Ryan is someone that I've been recommending from the very beginning because I just love your content. I love your approach and how laid back it is and easy to consume. Thank
1: you. And I don't have children, so I can't do the birth experience thing. One day, one day, one day soon, maybe, but (laughs) I'm not pregnant. This is not an announcement. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so yes, we have an app called the prenatal nutrition library. You can actually download it for free on the Apple store or the Google play store. You'll get in and there is some free content in there. We didn't talk about heartburn. And now that I'm like, did we, but you have have a free
0: topic on that too.
1: We have a free heartburn guide in there, so download the Nutrition Library app. There's a free heartburn guide. There's also I think, and I'm going to link
0: to all of this in the show notes as well.
1: Yeah, definitely link to it. There's some free content in there too. Most of the content is for paid members, but you will get a good sneak peek just by downloading the app for free. You get access to me in there too. There's a forum where it's weekly Q and A in there. The entire app is a searchable database, so it is meant to be the alternative to Google. So you don't have to waste or Pinterest, right? You don't have to waste any time searching these websites that do not have reliable info. You can get a clear answer from the first search right from the expert. There's no guessing. There's no wondering. You'll have complete peace of mind that what you are eating
0: is safe and nutritious for baby and for you. So be sure to check it out. We'd love to have you inside. Yeah. I love that so much. And I love how easy that is. For them to find it. And like you said, like anybody can put anything on Google, like anyone. So you have to be very careful. Yeah. So my last question for you is what would you, so I always try to get my guests to like, I feel like we as women tend to be really hard on ourselves and really easy on our friends and boost them up. And so my last question is Ryan, what is your superpower?
1: Oh, ah, that's a good one. I think making people feel comfortable and being encouraging. Those are probably two and like
0: connecting with people pretty easily, no matter like who they are, or where they're from. Oh, I love that. That's great. So your husband's name is Nate, right? I'm saying this right. What would Nate say is your superpower?
1: I think he would say something similar. I think he would say, he would probably say just being who I am in any situation. I think there's a lot of people that tend to change their personality depending on if they're on social media, if they're with their family, if they're with their friends, if they're at all these different facets. But I feel like he would say I am the same person regardless of any situation that I'm in.
0: Oh, I love that too. Thank you so much for being on today. And I'm going to link to all your information so they can find you. And I really just enjoyed this. And I know that my students and my followers will as well. So thank you so much. I hope so. Thanks for having me. Mama, I hope you enjoyed this episode where I talked to Ryan, the prenatal nutritionist who I just adore. And I love her information. If you're interested in joining her community and her private app, where she teaches you all the things that you can and cannot eat, how to combine different foods and gives you just valuable evidence-based information, then click the link in the show notes and find out all her information. All right, you guys, as always, every Friday morning, you'll get a new podcast recording. Hit subscribe so you never miss a beat. All right, bye for now.